Was that founded by Nazis? Or was that little? I mean, long time ago, either way. I mean, you used to have a VW, so you, you can't get in that one. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, I did. Very efficient. They get things done. I mean, don't always win, but there we go. Hi, everyone. Joel and Andy on the Stay Hungry podcast. I'm bright and breezy. Do you know why? Because I've started my day right, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. were not expecting me to start like that, were you, Andy? Oh, still, still love that sound at the end. Uh, it's like the um, Thomas the Tank Engine. No, the flying, <laughs> the flying motor, almost the flying motorcycles in the island. One of the most underrated films ever. You and McGregor. Yeah, or more importantly, Scarlett Johansson. Well, misogynist. It's, in, it's interesting, isn't it? So my wife loves you and McGregor. So that's why I said that straight away because she loves the island because you and McGregor's in it. Oh, she did, she loves the island. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Most people haven't seen it, but the people who did say, "Oh, it's all right. It's, it's fucking brilliant." Yeah, yeah, it was anything with you and McGregor. Steve there. Buscemi. He's always a weirdo, though, right? Yeah, I forgot he was in The Sopranos. That f- came he's, up on uh, he's TikTok. Good, he's good in The Sopranos. Came up on TikTok, his, uh, well, let's say, his final scene in, in oh, The Sopranos. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, how do we get on to that? We're talking about starting your day right, is that right? Yeah, so own your morning, elevate your life. So is, that, is, that is, that your, um, is that your phrase? Absolutely not. Um so this is the reason we're doing this podcast is uh, a lot of our listeners have heard us talk about this subject briefly on lots of prior podcasts, and well, without exaggerating, this technique has transformed both of our lives. I would one hundred percent agree with that. That's start your day right, own your morning. It it, it sets the day. It's it sets the tone. How you start your day determines everything. So if you're, if you find yourself in a bit of a funk, going around in circle, you find yourself always dancing to other people's tunes. So much of this can be offset or eliminated by owning your morning. Um, and if you haven't read the Five AM Club, and no, no, it's not all about just getting up at five AM. And anyway, Five AM is yesterday. It's all about the four thirty AM. No it's a, it's not about getting up at five AM. It is about starting your day right. Because if you start your day with bad habits like checking your phone and all that shit, you, you are asking for trouble. It's structure and routine, isn't it? So, um, Gary V famously does check his phone every morning. Have you first... met Gary V? I have met Gary V. <laughs> Uh, but he famously does check his phone every morning and people question him on it and say, well, how come that's what you do? And he said, well, that's because that's my routine and that's what I like to do. And we're not saying um, exercising, checking your phone, journaling, reading, breathing, yoga. We're not saying what's right or what's wrong. We're saying having a morning routine that you plug into every day sets you up right for the day. Yeah, yeah. And there are a few, and I would say very few, number of people out there who are strong enough to compartmentalise some of the shit they see. So let's say, for example, you do start your day by looking at your phone. If you're the sort of person that can deal with an email on your phone that's a client sacking you, or some awful news that's happened in your local community and it's flashed up on your news app. If you're the sort of person who can see that and go, hmm, okay, and then put it away and not give it a second thought until later on, fine. But if you're the sort of person that's going to be like, oh, fuck, bloody Fid- clients left. Fiddlesticks. Mother f- maggot farmer. That, that's, that, don't look at your fucking phone. 
don't have emails on your phone. Don't check bloody emails you get to the office. Yeah, see, I, I check my phone a lot more now. It's got, it's got nothing on there that can cause me trouble. It's, it's like... No, I still have to report my screen time to my coach, you see. Yeah, that's and not, so I, don't, it, I don't work with that coach. Yeah, so it's like, no matter what you do on your phone, there's other stuff you could be doing. That's that's yeah, but you're not telling them that you watch seven hours of Netflix every evening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny to talk to people. Oh, I've got time to do that, Andy. Okay, tell tell me what an average day is like. Shit, you spend five and a half hours a day watching Netflix, but you say you haven't got any time to journal. It's mad, though, isn't it? That, that like, like part, like part of our coaching program is journaling. If you don't like the sound of that, don't join. Yeah. But we're talking 10 minutes a day. And Do if you, you can't find... that coaching program? We'll talk about stuff on Netflix because we both like Netflix. It's not... Life, oh, life come on. Is... You've got Disney or Netflix. What life isn't or, it's and. Um, right now, I'm still Netflix. Do you know why? Because Cobra Kai's out too. Is it soon? I saw yeah, the trailer. Next month, yeah. Is it the final season or there's seven they're doing? I don't know. All I know is that... Um... It's gone out my name. Mike Barnes is back. I didn't see him in the trailer. He's not in the trailer. Karate's bad boy. I think he's going to be a goodie. Where'd you hear that then? I just know he's back. Bloody hell. I'm on, I'm on the inside. Oh, okay, okay. I was like one of the few people that watched series one and two on YouTube. And you take that over Andor? Yep. Okay, interesting. Love Karate Kid. So many films on Disney+. Plus. So he's got Only Murders in the Building, which is perhaps the best half-hour TV ever. Great to see Steve Martin come back. I mean, we've got bloody telly coming out of our ears at our house. Anyway, we've gone off topic. Um, Surprise. Yeah, I, you need to set the tone for the day. Uh, and also, and this is where the phone thing does come into it, you can't start your day dancing to other people's tune. And something for me, I, got, I love WhatsApp. I, I've been in that many group chats on WhatsApp and... and and it's been really great for business recently as well. So it's not, it's not like it's just personal. But there are certain people in, in my life that if they've WhatsApped me, can cause me not, not significant trauma or anything like that. They can just cause my mood to change, to, ch- to like switch slightly. And is that really how I want to start my day? Someone telling me that they're, kid kept them up all night and i know exactly you're talking about well yeah yeah or i don't know like when can you next take me to get some shopping or like is my mother-in-law what's happening you now pretty much the equivalent yeah so oh if you're going to sainsbury's could you just oh fucking hell i don't live anywhere near you so no (laughs) when you're next going to sainsbury's i'm not going to sainsbury's for another fortnight shop at sainsbury's anymore oh where'd you go Oh, no, I meant that's what you need to apply. I I I don't shop at Sainsbury's anyway. I thought this was going to be another, like, supermarket class war thing. Oh, I'm I'm all in for that, because I love love an Aldi middle aisle shop. Was that founded by Nazis, or was that little? I mean, long time ago, either way. I mean, you used to have a VW, so we can't get down that Did I? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, I did. Very efficient. They get things done. (laughs) I mean, don't always win, but there we go. Moral. In the, in the car wars, I mean. John. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, to be honest, I pretty much like all of the supermarkets because they've got food in, and I really like food. <laughs> Love it. Lidl's the best for a bakery, apparently. Yeah, so there's a thing I've got about these open bakeries in... Because in, Lidl's got, like... 
I don't know, I've never been in Lidl. But. A whole side of baked goods. Wow. And, you know, you can get like six different types of croissant and then loads of different bread and stuff. But I just feel like it's all been like nibbled on by the kids passing by. Oh. And the parents, to be honest. Oh, oh. well, sorry, Emma, Emma had to go to like one of these indoor inflatable obstacle course kids activity centres yesterday. And she said it was like... Where the full of piss. Just said she was just sat there just surrounded by... A hive of scum and villainy to, to nick a line from one of our favourite films. Oh, so it's a tattooing. <laughs> Began with a T. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's Telford. Is it the equivalent of Moss Eisley? Probably is. Yeah, weird. <laughs> I mean, on that point, I very nearly texted you to say, how would you feel about us going to an adult activity centre for our two days? Well, that sounds all sort of wrong. Yeah, you had a, a ball pit, a Velcro slide. Like, what do you think my answer would be, John? I just wanted to send it you to annoy you. So <laughs> like Andy's had a good day today. What can I do to piss him off? You'd have a really curt answer. <laughs> Andy's got to book something. But, but, done then, isn't it? Uh, right, so, yeah, very good point. Lost amongst all talk about Star Wars. Um, so much business is lost by dancing to other people's tune, and that can start at the beginning of the day. And I find this, this is one that some of my friends struggle with me on this. I'm a family. It can appear arrogant. That who, who do you think you are, Joel? Yeah. Do you yeah, remember where you come from? Yeah, yeah. And, and and it can appear arrogant. And sometimes when you're tired or not in your best kind of flow, um, you can convince yourself you're being arrogant too with it. That it's like, not dance to other people's tune. They've given me a lot of money. I should fucking do what they want me to do. Or... Not that's other people's tune. Well, that's my grandma. She needs fresh milk every morning delivered on a platter. That's what I was talking about. Talk about my car, and I do like my car. Mum's like, "Oh God, you're obsessed with with your car. Your your grandfather'll be turning in his grave." It's like, Mum, you're flying business class to go and see my brother. It's like you're you're five foot nothing and you don't drink alcohol. What the fuck are you flying business class for? So don't talk, don't talk about your dad turning in his grave. Yeah, and like, I. Like, ne- neither you nor I are particularly flash. It's not really our, our thing. But we do like we do like nice things. A bit different. It's not, like, we're probably not materialistic, but, like, we both like to have a nice car. Yes. Um, and, like, you know, if I was going to buy a tablet computer, I'd probably buy an iPad. Don't really need one, but... Saw an iPad Pro for seven fifty uh, yeah. on on eBay, like, brand new, boxed. Bloody hell. So I think we should should have a look at that because they're about 1,100 quid, aren't they? Yeah. Fifth generation, 2021. Cool. Mm. But you see my point. We're like, we're not particularly flash, but we both have family and friends who would judge us by the things that we do like. And yet, like, I know what my car costs me every month. I've got friends that spend more than that on going out drinking. Hmm. So well, it's like the Netflix thing, isn't it? I haven't got time, but you've got time to do Netflix. I haven't got the money to buy a nice car like you, Joel, but I can go drinking three times a week. Yeah, where like, I go drinking three times a year. Hmm. So like, it's just a different outlet. I appreciate neither is right. If what you enjoy is going out drinking and socialising, power to you. But don't judge me because I spend probably more than I should on my car. Yeah. And no matter what you do, no matter what you drive, no matter what you like, watching on it, someone's going to criticise you. So when you are uber protective of your time, of your day, you're right, some people won't like it. And, and that's probably going to be a lot of friends and family. Oh, my, 
well, I mean, to be honest, I'm getting a bit of resentment in in the Code Break team at the moment, and that's not to criticise the team, but we, we've had a team meeting today, and they've like basically complained that there's not enough slots in my diary for them. Well, hang on a second, like go look at my diary. It's not like I'm just off pissing about. Ultimately, I have to control my diary because I need I need to have that structure yeah. to allow me to network, build the business, and and it's it's sorry, it's not a case of well, I'm going to make more time in my diary for you. It's a you guys have got to get handle this. As they say, time is the currency of life, mm. and you got to protect that. And it all starts with the morning. So, Joel, mm. uh, what's your morning routine? Very very similar to yours by the look of this list. <laughs> so, Go on then. So can't make my ideas. I get I do I do get up early, earlier than most people. I used to I used to be quite religiously half five, but I must admit it's more like six at the moment. And what will happen come winter time? Um Same. I, yeah, I, I don't really like getting up later than six. What about weekends? I keep it the same and I go to bed at the same time as well. I'm a bit boring. Um So what about if you if you I know, went to a party on a Saturday well, night. Just give myself the morning off. Okay. It's, but the routine's pretty much the same on the other side. But yeah, if you go to a wedding and then the following day, I'll wake up when I wake up. But, but normally I naturally wake about quarter to six now. Mm. Um, obviously, if you've had a couple of drinks and been up to one, I would probably wake up about half past seven. But then my routine, so my routine is always... Um, out of bed, put my scruffs on, downstairs, pint of water. What are you wearing now, you mean? <laughs> uh, I mean, this is a man who's wearing green pyjamas sat opposite There's me. There's a way I tell him. <laughs> you so, killed my baby brother. That's Sean Bean racism. in Patriot Games. Yeah. Um, so I go downstairs, so out of bed, scruffs on, pipe water. Um, if I don't put the harness on the dog at that point, just to ultimate detail, he will run upstairs and wake Hannah up. So harness on, he knows he's going for a walk. Uh, we we have like a loop. I'd say our loop is about three kilometres that me and George do. Um, home, then I make, I, I have a breakfast shake every day, so I make this weird breakfast shake that's actually delicious. Um, I have half of it go to the gym and then depending on what day it is, it's cardio or weights. I do a workout in the gym. I finish my shake. I go for a quick swim, steam room, jacuzzi, shower, dressed. And then I've missed two bits. I've missed two vital bits. When I get back from the dog walk before I do any of that shit, I do breathing and journaling right so you haven't mentioned your phone so far so 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 where are we now so you've done the gym and showered have you looked at your phone apart um, from to i don't know i've got to be honest so i don't open the news apps or whatsapp at that time in the morning I don't have email on my phone anyway and nobody sends me an sms if i get an sms it's like from america or something it'll yeah. be like someone that i don't mind hearing from um my phone comes with me on walks because that's when i listen to podcasts so my walk is like 35 minutes, mm -hmm. 40 minutes. Um, and normally I can get a decent podcast in, in that period. 
Then once I'm in the car, I listen to another podcast on the way to the gym because I've got a half an hour drive to the gym. When I'm in the gym, I listen to music because I don't absorb a podcast very well on a treadmill or a bench press or whatever. Um, but then usually by the time I've got to work, I mean, I'm normally, I'm still normally in the office before most people. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm well set then till about two o'clock and that's when I start to feel myself fade, but I've already done more than most people. Then, so. Yeah. I think, um, is it Rob, Robin Sharma who talks about five hours productivity in a day? I think it is like, so in terms of like focused activity, you got five hours and after that you're flagging. So if you can do say two hours uninterrupted, have a break, two hours uninterrupted and an hour, that's probably you done. So whereas a lot of people think, oh, God, got to be in the office at seven. Oh, I've got to be there till seven in the evening. Try and do three um, big tasks. That would be my, yeah. my tip. If you can get three things chalked off, three decent things chalked off every day, you've done all right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So what about your morning? Well, similar to you. I mean, it's, it's, it's I think it's important. Or, I mean, so just finished rereading Tools of Titans, which I haven't read for a couple of years. And so, uh, which is a, basically a collection of interviews. So Tools of Titans is by... Tim Ferriss. And he's the, also the author of... Four Hour Workweek. Yeah, so the massive book I've got that we were talking about is called The Four Hour Body. Oh, okay. And it's like, it's, it's a giant book. Bloody hell. It's, so, it's too intimidating to read. So, so a lot of that is based upon some of the people he's interviewed. So, so the Tools of Titans is a collection of all the all, all the titans, all the titans. So you got actors in there, health gurus, entrepreneurs, investors, and so on. Um, and so I always look for the similarities between what a lot of these people are saying, and they all, not all, a lot of them talk about meditation, but they pretty much all talk about exercise, no matter whether they're an investor or whatever. The importance of exercise and the importance of getting it done early so what is it there's four things isn't there in the tools of titans that all successful people have i think it's exercise spirituality what are the other two? Oh, fuck those Ex- exercise spirituality uh purpose mindset and purpose yeah. or something yeah so it'll be something like that and i i because you obviously have been talking about it a lot recently i looked at it and thought I've definitely got, of the four, and I've got the four wrong now, which has annoyed me, but of the four, I've got two bang on, two aren't as good as they should be, and and the one that, well, the one that's not as good as it should be is exercise, I still haven't, and it probably, if I'd call that diet and exercise for me, Um, and then the one that I was completely lost on is spirituality, but it comes up time and again with these titans, they're not necessarily religious, Mm. or they're not bloody necessarily getting their sticks out and looking for ley lines it's not like but they all have an element of mindset or spiritualism or meditation mm-hmm. about them that i think old me would have considered woo woo yeah I, I mean yeah there's a there's certainly a lot of bollocks out there which is why a lot of people think spirituality is woo woo but it's amazing when you read you know people like arnold schwarzenegger or you know, maybe not David Goggins, but, you know, Jocko Willink about how time alone, meditation, breath work, stuff like that. And it's like, well, fucking hell, Jocko Willink's going to do it. Then it's probably worth listening to. Um, and ultimately, until you try it and, and have given it a good go, you're not going to know. Maybe it doesn't have any benefit for you or it could be life-changing. All I know is like since I 
found out and worked out my morning routine, it's changed my life. Because I know if I don't exercise, I'm not going to have a good day. Now, I don't, that doesn't necessarily mean cycling, running, whatever. You know, I do a 6K dog walk every morning. And so if I haven't got time to go run, to go cycle, it's that, not that the, it's not longer the, every time you yeah. it. it's not the end of the world there's basically a 5k loop but what i do now is i start the dog walk um but emma goes the other way oh yeah you are telling um, the truth so yeah. she feeds the cats first so she's behind me so i do so i go past the two and a half k halfway point 3k then walk back together so we spend a lot of the the walk together which is nice that's cool isn't it um, so that's 6k us and the dogs we talk no phones um we just talk about stuff. We talk about business stuff as well as obviously the, the kids and, and, and life. Lovely stuff. And yeah, how, how, how much we love each other. I gaze into her eyes. How um, good it was back yeah, in the she, day. She's busy looking at TikTok on her phone. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just a great way to start a day. Lots of water. You know, I used to be a bit of a coffee fiend in the morning, but I know now it's got to, you got to hydrate first. We both got these ridiculous big two litre, three yeah. litre water oh, okay. jugs. I might phase out coffee. Uh, I, I ain't sure it's very good for me. Well, I'm reading now, two o'clock in the afternoon is a cut-off. I thought it was four, but now it's like two o'clock, and it's like, well, bloody hell. Like, yeah, a lot of people, when you read about the effects of caffeine, how hard they find it to get off caffeine. It's My, my auntie, proper coffee addict, when she tried quitting, she just got these banging headaches. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the kind of thing I've been reading. And, uh, that what vices will you have left, though? There you are. I don't think food's going anywhere anytime soon. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, um, so, so Ollie Ollerton, who uh, want to get on this podcast, he, he's got a real thing about energy drinks, as in the bad thing. So he talks about the, the rush, the energy, but the, he says the crashes are awful. My he says God. you want to strip them out. I went into, because I don't go into supermarkets all that much. I, I, I maybe go into like an Aldi once every two weeks, but I went into a Tesco in the nearest town to me um, at the weekend. And it had a, essentially a whole aisle dedicated to energy drinks. It's massive. The, you know, when you know the rock investor starts his own energy seven, drink, you know it's big. Well, yeah, that prime water, that's an energy drink as well, isn't it? The Jake Paul and KSI one. There's like seven kids in there at like quarter past seven in the morning eyeing up energy drinks. Just like... Well, you've got these ones now, they see in the garage, they're like 35p. And yeah. it's like, well, no, no wonder kids are bloody crashing. Um, yeah, so, you know, water, 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 I think that's important. Exercise, breath work, you know, we're big fans of journaling. Might not be right for everyone, but it certainly is if you don't know what tasks you need to get done today to move you forward. It's, and, and then to celebrate the wins, to keep you motivated for the next day, at the very least, consider doing that, whether it's just writing it on a fucking scrap of paper. It doesn't have to be some massive post journal. Although, of yeah. course, we do have the Stay Hungry journal. And like, I think, I think, you know, if, if someone had told me when I was eighteen that I would meditate every day and I would count breathwork and journaling as part of my meditation mm -hmm. routine, I'd laughed at them. But the clarity it gives me and the peace that the peace of mind it gives me is. Honestly, everyone should do it. It, it, even if you don't believe in it. I, I did a meditation with, with the team today. I didn't really know I was going to do that. And I just thought, nah, sod it. I want to do it, so I'm going to do it. 
I don't know how much they got from it because I'm probably not the best person to deliver that for them. But probably a shout and going, do it, breathe, yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Probably lost them there. Breathe fucking in right now. <laughs> no. Um, but the power of just being able to calm your mind and sort through your thoughts. It, that's science. That's not woo-woo. That's science. That is lowering your heart rate, calming your mind, reducing your blood pressure, and making yourself feel better. Yeah. Most people, if they're going around in circles all the time, not making the progress they want, because they haven't got a fucking plan, because they haven't calmed their mind enough to, to think about a plan. How many, how, many, how many new clients do we take on board who haven't got a strategy? Well, no wonder you're not growing as you want to be. No wonder you don't know where you're going because it's it's not mapped out for you so first first thing we need to do is work out a 12-month strategy so then you know where you're going but so many people there they're plateauing or worse going backwards so just going round around because they don't know where they're going but don't know what tasks they've got to do so Mm -hmm. they end up doing menial 10 pound an hour tasks rather than the stuff that makes their boat go faster yeah that's really interesting so like this obviously this morning did that meditation the seed i was planting with the team is that I want them to be thinking about where they are with code break in a year's time. The reason they'll find that meditation difficult is very few people actually plot what's going to happen. They just think with a bit of hard work and a lot of luck, it will just magically happen. Now, I'm, I'm not sure I believe in manifestation, and it's, it's very popular at the moment. Is that a law of attraction and all that? Is yeah, that- so manifestation would be... You're never going. Things are never going to come to you unless you believe they will. They won't manifest for you unless they will. So I'm going to be a rich and beautiful woman. Yeah, but like obviously, somebody like Usain Bolt before he runs 100 meters will visualize mm. himself winning the 100 meters. Now I'm not sure that he's manifested that, but what I am sure of is if he didn't visualize himself winning it, he wouldn't have won it. Which is it's like it's, mm. there's a subtle difference, but we're. I don't think people who believe in manifestation would be offended by my take on it. Um, what very few people do is visualize a positive future. What nearly everybody does is visualize a negative one. So Possibility thinking. Yeah, it's, it's so easy. Anxiety is so clever at making you visualize how bad it could be. But positive thoughts don't help. Positive thoughts, unless you light a fire under them, do not help you visualise how good it could be. Unless you know about this stuff, most people, I think, especially in the UK, do default to that negative. So when, you know, after the pandemic, you know, like most people haven't been on a holiday for two years, books, you know, nothing special, booked a week in Mallorca with the kids, told mum, we're going to fly from Birmingham to go to Mallorca for a week. Oh, what if the airport's busy? Keep reading all the stuff. What if it's not? What time are you flying? Oh, it's about 10 in the morning. Rush hour? Well, what if the motorways are really busy? What if they're not? And it's just those kind of like, some people just do default to that negative way of thinking. 10 in the morning, you're not going to travel in rush hour. You get that way before. I said to mum, for a start, it ain't London. Yeah. Pretty much. There's there's no rush hours anyway, like Shrewsbury. There's no no rush hour. Bobby's Island, there's three cars. (laughs) Um, And it's just, a natural way for a lot of people to think and it takes daily daily practice to force yourself out of it i'm not sure the day will ever come where 
you could just naturally no. magically default to being positive. No, yeah, but you it's, never fix it. Yeah, but to be aware that, oh, no, okay, well, oh, what if this client leaves? What if he doesn't? Have you done enough work to keep that client? Well, no. Well, it's your own fucking problem then. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I work really, really hard on this every day, really hard on it because I, I'm very susceptible to going the other way. But to the point now where people find me annoying because I'm like possibility thinking. Well, imagine what could happen. I'm going to give it a go, and I, I've done a lot of giving it a go at the moment. And you know, I've I've probably frightened you sometimes with that. I've certainly frightened my wife with that, and I've definitely frightened the team with that because I'm throwing myself into situations that maybe in the past would have caused me a few problems. I think I think jumping onto the table and shouting yes, 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 <laughs> probably yeah, probably have to draw the line of that like yeah, Daniel Bryan, my Tom Cruise moment, just bouncing the sofa. <laughs> that didn't happen, by the way. Just to be clear, show yeah. me the money. No different film. What's the sofa? Oh, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah wasn't Winfrey, it? when he got uh, engaged to what's-his-face oh, from that, Batman. Uh, 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 not Wonder Years, what was it? Dawson's Creek. Yeah, she was in Dawson's Creek, yeah. She was in Batman, wasn't she? Yeah, Batman so Begins. There's a parrot on this podcast. And then, allegedly, she wasn't allowed to be in the second, in the second one, one. So they recast her, yeah. Yeah, allegedly. She played Rachel, didn't she, in Batman? And then G- Maggie Gyllenhaal, however it's pronounced. Her, yeah. Yeah, anyway, she's divorced him now, but that caused him to bounce on the sofa. Anyway, I didn't do that, so we've gone quite deep on that. But, like, an example of what I would do now, uh, I had a a follow-up sales call today with someone, and I guess the general consensus was that this probably won't go anywhere. But I just gave it a go, see what happens, and hopefully that's going to... What if it does? Yeah, 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 what if it does, exactly. It's that... Life isn't or, it's and. So it's like, well, we might not be a good fit. And we might be. Yeah. It's And it's weird because it literally is, if you don't know about this stuff, because, I don't know, you, you don't listen to podcasts or read the right books or whatever, it's just such a weird way of thinking, which is why woo-woo has just become that general term for, like, stuff you don't really it's know a, about. Saying woo-woo is akin to saying gammon or woke or snowflake, isn't it? It's, What's a gammon again? Gammon is like the opposite of a snowflake, really. Well, no, it's not. Gammon's an opposite of a woke in the media talk. So a gammon is like... Uh, Chief gammon would be Nigel Farage. What's Piers Morgan? He's a gammon, yeah. Okay. Who's a snowflake? Or is that offensive? Oh, the gammon and snowflake's both offensive. Is gammon offensive? Yeah. Uh, snowflake would be like... In Piers Morgan's eyes, a snowflake would be someone who gets offended. Meghan Markle? Well, he, was that his debacle? Was that him who's saying... Was Meghan Markle Piers Morgan's debacle? <laughs> was it Piers Morgan who said, she ain't got mental health problems, she's making it up? Yes. Was that... Right, yeah, okay. and essentially he lost his job on ITV because of that, didn't he? And, and it appears like it, there's a racial undertone there and he just keeps attacking her. Um, it's very odd. But... <laughs> and And yet, here he still is. Some might say it's just well. It's tactic, isn't it? It's yeah, tactic. yeah. It's it's yeah. It's I mean, let's say we know. I suppose a few well-known people, and they are rather different in real life to how they come across on social. Uh, who, and, yeah, and that's just the way it is. We, and, we literally know, but people buy into it. They lap it up. Seven or eight people like that now. Yeah, and you and 
yeah, we're all about authenticity. Now, of course, maybe you have to like dress a few things up and put a spin on it and market it a certain way. But we're all about authenticity for ourselves, but also for our clients. So when you're there, like you see someone who's just, I don't know, effing and blinding on social media, giving all that, and accordingly, they have lots of detractors, but lots of fans as well. But then you you meet them in real life, and they're quietly spoken. They never swear. They do all that. a little and get, bit shy. Yeah, it's like nothing wrong with that. But it's like right, okay. You're, so you've got to realise that some people are deliberately being divisive. It's it is a a business tactic, whether that's Piers Morgan or or not. I don't yeah, know, I, I I appreciate, and I think it's a scary tactic. I mean, we've talked about it before because politicians use this tactic as well. Cause you a lot of anxiety if you ain't if you ain't really yeah. prepared for what will come with it. And I think it's scary for society because it makes society think things are true that aren't necessarily true. I, you know, I, I'd argue, doesn't, I don't care what side of the fence you're on with it, but Brexit came from a situation where people presented a right or a wrong. Well, it's neither right nor wrong. There's, it's an and again. It's another one of those things where it's like, yep, yeah, there's arguments for, there's arguments against. Let's have a look at it and on balance make a decision. But that isn't what happened. Instead, they divided everybody and said, well, you're either in or you're out. And, Divide and conquer. Yeah, and... That's what Piers Morgan's very good at. Donald Trump was an example who was very good at that. Um, uh, certainly, yeah, certainly a true reflection that if you can get a vocal minority on your side, you could end up with a majority, which is yeah, exactly yeah. what happened with Donald so Trump. What I find difficult, and I think is a balanced way, oh, we've bloody gone deep here, but what I think is a balanced way of Balls deep, George explaining what's going on is like, this is happening on both sides of the argument. So for as many people who are calling people snowflakes and woke... Is woke offensive? Is Actually, woke? no, that's a whole other podcast, what offensive is. Yes. I, we know what Ricky Gervais would say. woke has been appropriated. So, so woke used to be a compliment. Yes, thank you, I'm enlightened. Is that right? So woke used to mean that you were, like, well-read on the subject. You knew you were... You knew. And when you say used to, how long are we talking? Was it a phrase that we're using... Well, it's just awoken, isn't it? So I've just never heard of, I don't know, someone in the nineties saying, "Yeah, yeah, I'm." I'm well, I, I only just, I've only recently found out that I'm a millennial, and the people we employ aren't. What so, are they, Gen Z? No. Yeah, or some of them are bloody Fucking Gen, hell, what Gen am A. I, what am I then? Gen oh, A. Yeah, never heard of that. We've gone past that. We're back to A again. It's like we talk about car registrations. It's how it goes. It loops back round. What am I then? Old. <laughs> Get <laughs> out! Oh, savage! I think you. I think your ex. Oh, that's cool. So, because Pepsi had that Generation X, Generation Strange advert in the mid nineties, and that would have been when you were at your peak. So, <laughs> okay, all downhill from now on. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know where I was going. So, yeah, is it woke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, woke, woke has been appropriated as a way to attack people who think they're informed. What's the difference woke? Uh, a woke. Being appropriated, negative, and a snowflake. Are they, they so melded into one is like a, is the word flaky put on steroids, as far as I can tell. But doesn't that mean that snowflake and woke are almost like becoming well, snow, the snow, same? Snowflakes, supposedly, are people who are like offended by everything. Woke is the people who, according to Gammons, if you, you know, I'm like literally using every term now, but... um. They come onto Twitter to correct people and attack people for being factually incorrect. Oh, you're so... Like, 
A climate change denier would call someone who comes on and says, well, the reason the sea levels have risen by X amount of millimetres is this. Oh, you're so woke. Mm. Sod off. It's, it's weird because I'm not saying this is down to my morning routine. Or maybe it's just, just me. Shit like that doesn't bother me. But it really, really bothers some people. So it used to bother me. Do you know what's happened now? You've got other priorities. It fascinates me. I, 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 it fascinates me to the point that I've... It concerns me that I've sort of lost track about what, what can I means. say, what can't I say. Now, I, I do try not to, but I don't mean to offend anyone. But, I don't know, if I were to, like, call a mate a snowflake, well, to my mate wouldn't give a shit. But I'm aware that some people out there be like, oh, you can't say that. Yeah, whereas, like, I'm absolutely fascinated by it because I think what we're watching pan out is two sides of the argument lock horns and basically say there's no grey area. You're right or you're wrong. And they're, 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 they're both wrong. Here's a question then. Without having any factual evidence, mm. would you or I say that a lot of these people are people who just haven't got anything else to fucking worry about? Mm. I think there's... Neither of us have had uh, real, real hardship. We've had hardship, but not to the extent some people are. There are other people who haven't had hardship at home, have always had money, have always had, say, the latest iPhone. They've never really had anything, which is why lockdown really affected, say, some of the younger people so we I, know, I, because I, it was I, like, shit, it's the first time proper adversity had hit them. Um, I think there's, there's probably two types, maybe maybe more, but I think there are the people who um, are quite fortunate, which I think is what you're describing. There's people out there that are quite fortunate that they, they're in a position to worry about this stuff and therefore get involved. There are people who, I think when you're in a certain mindset, particularly an anxious mindset, doesn't matter if you're right wing, left wing, black, white, whatever, you kind of seek stress. You kind of you put yourself in a position where stuff winds you up. But you, you, the, you mean proactively? Well, you don't know you're doing it, but... So what about people who, who I might think you're looking to be offended? Are they proactively looking to be offended? They don't know they are. They yeah, don't know that's they interesting. Are. That's interesting. Um, I would... Yeah, they don't know they are, but they are. It's uh, And this is a wild, touchy subject, but... I've got first-hand experience of coming from a relatively abusive household. Um, people who have been in abusive relationships very, very often end up in a second abusive relationship because they don't know any different. So people who find themselves worrying about stuff and getting offended a lot very often find themselves worrying about and, and getting offended a lot. And, and I've been that person, so it's like, I used to get so offended by politics. I used to get so offended by comments on social media. And ultimately, it's a back to the control the controllables thing. It's a, mm. it's like, and, and the best piece of advice I've ever had about these people who really go for it on social and get nasty is to ask them if they're okay. Mm. Are you okay? Because that's what my coach does a lot of time. There'd be something... Reach out to me. It sounds like you're really struggling. Yeah. When he's just being called a cunt. If you really, really aggressively Sorry, call someone a gammon or a snowflake or woke or 
Nazi or whatever it is you say. Like, the problem's probably yours. There's, like... Why, why do you need to label people? And why, like, why, why are you looking for people online who've mm. said... Like, a weird thing happened the other day in the football. I don't know if you know about this. So... It was Gra- football, probably not. Graham Souness. I think you might know who Graham Souness is. Oh, used to play for Liverpool. Moustache. Yeah. used to have moustache. He did used to have Curly hair. Yeah, Scottish. Sounds like I'm being racist against Scousers now. No, right? but you've nailed it. So you do know Graham Souness. Is it him who the Harry Enfield thing was based on then? I've only just thought of that. No, You know the, the Harry Enfield sketch of three Scousers? Yeah, no, he's Scottish. Did he play for Liverpool, though? Well... Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Sadio Mane also played for Liverpool, and he's not—he's also not scouts. So Mo Salah, yeah, he's from Egypt. <laughs> so, um, told you I knew nothing about football, Joel. So, basically, the England women have very recently won the Euros. Yes, Lioness is brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Graham Souness is sat next to Karen Carney doing punditry on the men's football, which the season's just started. Do I need to know who Karen Carney Karen is? Karen Carney's had a hundred caps for England. Fucking hell. So she didn't play it. She didn't play in the Euros, but she she was like break, breakthrough professional player. Um, and what's happened in football has been a bit of a tweak to the referee and where they're going to allow play to go on a bit longer before the referee pulls back for a foul or whatever. So there's quite a few crunching tackles going in, people getting smashed. To about. see who has the advantage. You yeah. Mean? So they're just going to allow play to go that little bit longer because there was too many stops in play. Okay last season and it panned back to the studio after the game and there have been a lot of tackles and I think it was Brentford and Man United a lot of tackles in this game hang on why Brentford playing Man U well they're both in the same league and, Brent, off. and Brentford won 4-0 so is Brentford even a place oh, is... yeah I mean... Re- really yeah Brentford in the Premiership what? yeah Premier League and they beat Man United 4-0. wow wow um, anyway he basically said something along the lines, I'm glad to see the man's games back. Oh, dear. As he sat next to Karen Carney. Oh, dear. And it's not what he meant. Like, I think, I think... So this is what you'd call casual sexism? Yeah, but I'm not even sure it was that. I think it was just a poor choice of words. What he meant was they're able to be physical again without the referee blowing his whistle every mm. 10 minutes. Mm. So then he got challenged on it the day after by the What media. happened at the time when he said that? Yeah, they just rolled their eyes. Like, oh, I'm right, pretty okay, sure it was okay. kind of like, a, like, you know, when your awkward uncle sat in the room with you. Um, <laughs> anyway, they, the next day he got challenged by the media and he refused to take back his comments. And that's when you know someone's a wanker. Basically, that's what I'm building to. Is it was like, the point he was trying to make was that there was more, there's more physicality in the game that's only good for the sport because it's a contact sport and the referee blowing up every five seconds is annoying for everyone. I think the right thing to do there would have been to say it was a poor choice of words. I meant nothing against the women's game. I'd like to see more physicality in that game too. I'll be a bit more careful in the future. But instead, he, he dug his heels in and said... So did he just, oh, I ain't going to comment on this, or is he like, I'm not going to take back what I yeah, said? Yeah, you know, he actively said, I'm not taking back oh, what dear. I said. Um, but we can't, like, we've kind of created an environment where what he said was po- a poor choice of words, but really someone there and then should have said that was a poor choice of words, Graham. But so, so who, who's getting offended? 
Is well, Hannah offend, offended? My wife? Yeah. Um, I mean, Emma wouldn't know. Definitely wouldn't know Graham soon as it. Hannah, Hannah would think it's idiotic. She's not upset. Just oh yeah. So Emma, if I told that story, she'd probably think, "What a cock!" and then get on with. Yeah, that's what that's. I think that's where most sane people are. the The thing that I think is sad is, and I suspect it's to do with power in the media. Is the two women that were in the studio when this happened? Neither of them felt like they could say that was mm. a poor choice of mm. words. And that's where it gets darker yeah. and unfair. Didn't um, something happen? I could have this wrong. Gary Lineker said something. Was it about the sports bra, the, the lady who scored the... the la- yeah, la- she lifted her top up, yeah. And he deleted his tweets, but did he refuse to apologise or I totally... Yeah, so he wasn't making a sexist comment, but everyone was like, that was a silly thing to say. She's uh, done a lot more than just... Showing off her boobs, basically, yeah. And he was like trying to say, if you read all of my tweets, I make silly comments yeah, on things yeah. that happen, not just that. So do you think that that there's a danger that people will just not bother saying anything for fear of offending someone? So my dad, rest his soul, he, he, had, right. he had some views. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, but it got to the point that, so he passed away like, you know, eight years ago now. So before a lot of the stuff, say, became more more publicly discussed, got to the point where he was like, fucking hell, I don't know what I can say anymore. Well, he certainly didn't say that, say it like but that. Every, every generation has that. My mother-in-law now, every, I'll show you some of her, it's like, Jane, just please don't ever say that publicly. <laughs> I think it happens to every generation. Mm. Because we come... We all think we're more enlightened than the previous generation. Yeah, so. and we are more multicultural now than mm. the previous generation, and the next generation will be more multicultural again. Uh, or, it's, like, it's mad to think that in my mother-in-law's day, like, you'd get banged up for being gay. Well, I, I listened to a horrible story this morning on a podcast about... When they uh, went to Auschwitz to free all the prisoners of war, um, they were all marked. So what they had a Star of David if they were Jewish. Uh, I think they have a, triang- a triangle if they were Romani Gypsy. And then they saw these people had like a, a funny-shaped thing, and they didn't know what it was. And they said, well, why are you being made to wear that necklace? And it was because they were gay. And... So everybody got released except for the gay prisoners who got sent to prison in Germany. Spend like the rest of their lives in prison. Fucking hell. Yeah. Was Alan Turing? What's what's the film? Benedict uh, Cumberbatch imitation game. Yeah, yeah. And it's like shit. Now is that before my lifetime? When did he die? In the sixties, probably. So yeah, before. But so so yeah so so even though someone say of my mother in law's age might think that we've got some things wrong, we've got a hell of a lot. God, when I was a kid or a teenager, holy shit, if you were gay, you'd get... It was a derogatory term at school when I was at school. Well, but, well, so I would never use the word queer, and I'm still unsure who and when you... Because when I was growing up, that was about the most offensive word, term you had for someone who was gay. And so when a, that programme came out, I was like... Shh. What's a program called? Queer? Was it Queer Eye? Queer Eye, yeah, and it's been it's rebooted. Like, it's like so. You could, so then it's like, well, no, I think that's been They've appropriated. Word, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just like, even I stay away from conversation like that. So God knows. Well, I understand why my dad was a bit fearful of saying stuff, but 
I, I, I know I probably think a lot more before I say yeah. some stuff. Graham Sooners obviously didn't. I, I think you and I are in a, in a tricky place now. And the, I mean, we'll wrap this up soon, guys, but this podcast is a, an example of that where my friends and family know that I haven't got an offensive bone in my body. I haven't got views like that. I'd give everybody an equal chance. I'm like, it's how I was raised, it's, it's, it, that is what my beliefs are. But I don't always convey that in my use of language. I, I can make mistakes. I can slip up. And I think if you do a podcast like this, or you choose to speak from the stage, or you're a broadcaster like Graham Sooness is now, you do have a responsibility to choose your words. That's just, that's true. I'm not sure that's the same as the people that are jumping on Twitter and deliberately using words to be divisive. Um, or comedians that are deliberately racist. Now it's definitely unacceptable to do that. Um, there are people who have taken offence at our podcast because some of the words we've used. Definitely. And um, do you think it would ever get to the point where we'd be like, oh, no, I... I better not say that. I know that in the 45 minutes we've been recording now... There's... I've really enjoyed this one. We have gone deep. We're talking sort of about starting your day morning, getting energised, yeah. and we're talking about wokeism, cancel culture, talking about pronouns. That, no, that was the last one. I think um, there'll be things we've said in the last 45 minutes that are wrong, def that are you and I aren't educated enough to have got it bang on. There are things... Um, that we've said that, that it may be offensive, but I promise anybody listening that wasn't the intention of what, what we're sure. saying. Offensive or? Well, yeah, offensive to some. Yeah, I'd um, say, yeah, offensive or you find offensive. Yeah. It, Which is a whole other Ricky Gervais debate. I'm, I'm, I'm saying everything we say here from love. I'm just Ooh. saying it as I see it. Uh, I hope this is useful to people. I think marketing, going back to what we do, that uses division is actually viral at the moment and a problem mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and i hope positivity prevails and but which is a massive marketing tactic in itself not one I, i'm not saying anything's wrong it's just one i wouldn't use myself where you find something that everyone's doing and jumping on and you basically just say the opposite yeah just for effect so yeah, trend so so yeah, yeah. someone you know so linkedin launches the use of pronouns oh i'll tell you what i'll do a video about why this is why this is bollocks yeah, yeah. do you really think it's bollocks no not really but it will get me loads of viewers my, my, my favorite argument with the pronouns thing is why do you care like when someone's like oh they want to be they want to be referred to as they or he'd like to now identify as she so what? Fine, crack on. Yeah. Let's talk Do about I, work. Yeah. Shut up. Like, why do you care so much? It, you really got to worry about yourself if you care so much that it's winding you up. And I think that whole... doesn't matter whether you're left, right, black, white, you know, Chinese, Japanese. Being offended is a choice. And, yeah. and be, but also being offensive... Is a choice. Mm, yeah, that's that. Well, oh, fucking hell, Joel, that is deep. You know, I was walking up Pride Hill the, the other day, which is, you know, the main shopping street in uh, local to us. And there were these two guys holding hands. And I'm sure people did see that, but no one really battered an eyelid. I certainly didn't. And it was like, bloody hell. Again, when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, 
they wouldn't have made it up the top of that. No, obviously, I'm still. I'm not saying homophobia's gone. Of bloody mm. hell, of course, of course, of course, it hasn't. But there was a time where that couple wouldn't have made it to the top of the street without getting some kind of hatred or possibly even, you know, something oh, physical happening huge, to them. Hugely. I mean, and it's like we have still, even though our generation is getting it wrong, and the generation beneath us will think they've got it right. Believe me, they'll be in for a shock because the generation beneath them will think, yeah, they're luddites. Um, we are still making progress, and there's no right or wrong with these things. It's like, well, bloody hell, go back to the medieval times. They had like seven wives and and five male lovers. It was like, but do you think? I know we want to wrap this up, but do you think a large part of the problem is that there's? You say there's no right or wrong. I say there's no right or wrong. But there's so many people out there. No, no, you're wrong, and no, no. I'm right. Yeah. yeah, and, there, yeah. and there is no grey area. Hugely. So I know, I, like Hannah and I watch first dates. It's like a guilty pleasure. We just like watching two people go on a date, see if there's any chemistry, and then we guess if they decide to go on a second date or not. That's pretty much what, how we talk about it. Very often there's, there's gay couples, there's trans couples on there. And it's quite lovely how society's changed so much since I was a kid that we can sit there and go, oh, those two blokes are well-matched. It's like, it's a nice thing. Anyway, just to sort of present the gauge, if I watched that with my nan, <laughs> right, she would be like, turn this shit off. I don't want to see these two men. Or turn this shit off. I don't want to see these two women. And I was, I'm like, well, she doesn't really feel like that. She's just choosing to be offended. And then I went to a wedding recently, uh, a close friend of mine, and his, his brother is gay. And... It's got two boyfriends, and they're in a three-way relationship. Oh, okay. And all three of them were at the wedding. Wow, cool. That was incredibly new territory. What did your nan think about that? Well, <laughs> but that was incredibly <laughs> new territory she wasn't invited. for me. And obviously people inherently don't like change. So I was like, well, how do I talk to these people? What's wrong to say? What's right to say? Whereas my wife, Hannah, who's, like, amazing, was like, you three are the cutest the cutest group of people I've ever seen. And they were, oh, thank you. That's really nice. And she was like, you just made for each other. It's, it's obvious to see. And, and you could see the relief on their face because a bit awkward meeting some weird old Shropshire family in the middle of nowhere. I tell you, that would catch me on the hop if yeah. I met three guys at a wedding and they were like, oh, right, oh, okay, uh, yeah, okay, brilliant. Okay, I'm, I'm happy for you. And, I, and ultimately, I don't give a shit as long as you're, you're happy. But it's just one of those situations you think, Fucking hell, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, bloody yeah. hell. That's so, a wow, so, cool. So I think sometimes when you're choosing to get offended... I'd, I'd, be, I'd be fascinated how it works. Yeah. Do they all live together? I'd probably just fire them loads of questions that, I guess, most people would fire at them. Well, yeah. Especially if I had a few drinks. I think I heard about three people say, how do you decide what to offer two? So <laughs> do they all live together? Yeah, yeah. Share a bed as well. Fucking hell, brilliant. Yeah. So it's, wow. it's actually fascinating, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But... Well, you have to remember when you're choosing to get offended that some people are just ignorant. It's not, they're not being offensive. They don't know. And these guys were brilliant. They were like, you know. That's why I don't talk about stuff, anything really to do with trans. Because I, I just don't know about, enough about it. And some people will probably say, well, you should. You should find out more about it. And it's yeah. like, well, there's only so many things I can a find lady, out about. A lady at a cafe I used to go to, the Greenwood Cafe in Ironbridge. So we used to go there for a treat on a Sunday. And and she, she was in transition. And uh, she was just great at talking about it. She was just, uh, just 
So how? Okay, so right. So again, in my ignorance. So so how did you know that she was transition? Is this something she she was she talking about? Always a she. We lived there five years. So. Oh right, okay. Um, right, bloody hell. And uh, and and am I right in thinking? Most people are happy and don't really give a shit, or or does she? Well, does she was yeah. she saying she was just really honest about it? Does she, she still get? Does she, she get shit? Uh, well, I hope she doesn't get shit. I'm sure she does, but it, oh, was, that wasn't it was just a case. She was really open about it, and um, she was clearly much happier now she was in transition. So it was it was just nice to see, but there is that balance to be like the whole thing of like when someone gets really offended or somebody is really offensive the best thing to do first is ask if they're okay that's 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 powerful isn't it because yeah these people you well we talked about the crying ceo on linkedin the other day and you never know no matter what you think what pain they might really be going through obviously they might not be going through any pain at all that is an option but they also might and it's like i saw you if that was one of my friends, I certainly would have reached out and said, are you okay? And mm. hopefully people did reach out to him because obviously he's getting crucified on social media now. Um, but I suppose because we're both quite protective of who's in our circle, generally speaking, these kind of things don't happen for us to have first-hand personal knowledge of it. But there are other things. And, and obviously the more vocal we are with our own marketing, the more vocal we are for clients' marketing, it's something we have to do to protect our clients to be sure that, right, okay, when you stick your head above the parapet, you will attract the odd keyboard tough guy. And you've got to know how to deal with them, which is yeah. one of the things, you know, well, I'm, I'm you know, doing, doing a, an online masterclass about this in, in a couple of weeks about knowing how to deal with people like that. I mean, I, I came under fire on Monday this week, so... Uh, Don't know I, about this. No. Uh, I posted my schedule on Instagram as a story for that day. Oh, Emma noticed that. So I did the whole, like, a day in the life of Joel as a right. schedule. Just thought, oh, that's an interesting way to post. I'll, I'll just try that sort of thing. Sorry, I'll give you shit about that. The Do you want me to sort them out? No, I'm absolutely fine. I chose not to be offended. <laughs> so... Um, the amount of like mates on the periphery of my circle, so not like close mates that just sort of messaged and were like, "Oh, right, you talk about people you know." Yeah, were like, "I don't need to know what you're doing today, Joel." And it was like, "Well, all right, it wasn't for you. Don't read it." <laughs> Why take the time to even? Yeah, yeah, and I, I think I got three or four messages like that, and that's when I knew it must be quite a good post. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks for helping my alg- the algorithm. Yeah, brilliant. Thank yeah. you. Um, but it was just just interesting, just that whole like, you know when, because everyone's got those friends that you were friends with, but you're not really friends with anymore. And then the only time you hear from them is when they want to have a bit of a dig. Well, it's like that Ant Middleton thing in one of his books. He talks about you know bumping some old army mates or something, and they were like, you know, and obviously he's a big celebrity now, and they're like, fucking hell, Ant, you've changed. And he's like, well, it's been eight years. I fucking hope I've changed. I'm yeah. glad I've changed. Yeah, I've yeah. moved on. Yeah, it baffles me that baffles me that like some people don't want to grow which is like you know to bring it full circle starting your day right it's about personal development it's about personal growth yeah this is an interesting one i promise we will end this podcast at some point so something people say to me and they mean it with love i think uh, well no they do i shouldn't i shouldn't doubt it 
They were, oh, you look like you're doing well. And I never, I never think I'm doing better than somebody else. That would be a really weird headspace to be in. So like when someone comes to me, uh, like my friend Emma, I'm going for, I'm going for drinks with her tomorrow night. And uh, she's a teacher and she, she, she is doing well. And she always, like last time I saw her, she was like, oh, you look like you're doing really well. And I always think to myself, well, you're doing really well. It's like, but I shouldn't really see it like that. I should just take the compliment, yeah. which is hard. No, but it's thank like, you. Yeah, but it's like, I, I think, like, my motivation, and I appreciate that I have to be very visible now, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's friends and family that are a bit sick of seeing my Who face. Who do you think you are, Joel? <laughs> yeah, but my, my motivation for doing it is to help Cobrate succeed. To help people have fun. That's yeah, our that's yeah. our, our motto. It's not for me, not really. And so when people sort of say, you look like you're doing well, I, I, I need to find a way to comfortably say, well, if I'm doing well, so are other people. Because that's, that's, what, that's what makes me tick. Um, but, but sometimes I think people see stuff on social media and maybe a reason why they get offended and maybe the reason why they always look at their phone first thing in the morning and all that kind of thing is rather than seeing it as like, that's awesome. Like I quite regularly like your posts because you'll be walking the dogs and I think you did one the other day and it was like, Willow doesn't stop, she waits or something. And just, oh, like Chuck, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris reference. Doesn't yeah. sleep, she waits. Yeah, and it made me laugh. And I was like, oh, I like that. That's made, that's made me smile. I think some people see it as a personal affront that you're challenging how funny they are or how sexy they are or how successful they are. So it's like, here's me having a good time at Wembley. And in their head, they're like, well, I'm not having a good time at Wembley. Where like, I'm like, I get joy from seeing other people have fun like there's there's great joy to be had in seeing other people succeed and and i just wish a few more people could, could see that there's a lot of people out there who get reminded about their own shortcomings so they see someone doing well when yeah, they're maybe yeah, they're maybe yeah. sat on the sofa and so their response is to direct their own their own frustration at you so even if they don't even know you that's what they can do and it's like maybe if you Think about it. what I'm about to post. Is it necessary? Is it kind? Yeah. And and I, and I also appreciate there are people out there who are in a position that's no fault of their own. So maybe they've been in a car accident and now mm. in a wheelchair. Um, my stepdad had his leg amputated. Um, very easy to be bitter. But I think if you're in that position, or very depressed, let's say, crippled with depression and anxiety, I can say that because I have been. Um, Rather than seeing it as a mirror pointing back at you and it's like, oh shit, I'm not getting to do those fun things. Why not try and take energy from that? Why not try and see, bloody hell, there is a lot of good in the world. That's lovely. And and use it to lift yourself. Hmm. Bloody hell. Is that the deepest podcast we've ever done? Yeah, I'm going to close it right now. <laughs>